Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. You know, usually at this point, I would tell a little more about, you know, being a small business owner and paying too much in taxes, but... Today, I want to do something a little different. It's actually inspired by today's guest, a longtime friend. So I feel like we have a little more freedom today on today's episode. So Al, 18 years ago, you came up with our corporate name of Life and Legacy Advisory Group. Since then, we've also opened up ARIA Benefits, which is our deeper commitment to the employee benefits market. But our original branding, Life and Legacy, is something you brought to us and we loved it right away. But you also brought to us a tagline that for the last 18 years, I loved it from day one and 18 years later, I still love it. And I think it really means something to you and all of us and to our clients. But the tagline was live for today, plan for tomorrow. Can you talk about why that's important and maybe how it relates to what you've seen over the last 18 years? Because I know you've worked with clients and now you're seeing them come out the other end. So maybe you can just talk about that a little bit. Wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know I was going to be guest on the podcast today, but no, that's a great question. And Yeah, I will never consider myself the creative type, but you're right, going back 18 years, I don't know how I came up with those, but somehow I did. And I really do, again, love that live for today, plan for tomorrow. When I did it, and I think it still rings true today, I I think it's about what we want to do for our clients. We're planners, we want to look out at the future and we want to be able to help them, you know, whether it's retire or save money for their kids or make sure that their family's okay if something happens to them or whatever. But there's the other side of it. And that's the living for today part. And I think that's really important because we're only here for so long and we want to enjoy it. And one of the things I always say is no one on their deathbed ever said, gee, I wish I spent more time at the office, right? So I think it's important to value every minute you have with your family and your kids and just taking advantage of living for today. So that's why I came up with that because yes, we want to help people in the future and look forward, but we also want to make sure that they're able to live for today and enjoy every moment. Could not have said it better. I love that. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. And again, this is where I tell you about being a business owner or HR leader, but instead we also have a tagline. We don't use it all the time, but it's one where the previous series to this on the podcast, the name came from starting with one. And the saying that we had come up with at the time was we enhance the lives of many, many people starting with one. And the one is obviously you, you, the listener, you, the person. I remember something that started 18 years ago that was very special. And it's about today's guest when I first met that person. And 18 years later, they're one of my best friends in the, uh, not only in the industry, but in the world. So that's what I will say about ARIA Benefits. We do great work. If you want to chat and if you're a great fit for us, we can do magical things together, I'm sure. So Al, we're back at it. Podcast Friday. What's going on in your world? Well, you know what? It's been a couple of exciting weeks. And I said this to you earlier. Just excited about everything that's going on. We're continuing to grow rapidly. It looks like we're hopefully going to add another person in the seat at Life and Legacy. So that's always exciting. And 
um, yeah, just a lot going on and continuing to grow. And on top of all that, it looks like it's going to be another great weekend for riding. And May was a good riding month. So I'm pumped and ready to go, my friend. I know that you get very excited about podcasts. I know that's one of the favorite things you get to do. One of the favorite things I get to do is plan for my clients. And I was able to do that earlier this week and had a great meeting with some clients and really just, you know, like we talked about a minute ago, planning for tomorrow, but also showing them how they could live for a day. So that's, yeah, I'm excited. And I'm excited for our guests too, because it's been a while since I've had a chance to speak with them. Well, I echo your sentiments about growing the company and doing great work. You know, we've won some great clients recently. We continue to hire really great people. And and one of the things that I always worried about as we grew the company was retaining that culture that we've built. And it's funny, you know, kind of my fears have been quelled because the newer people, Stephanie DeLuca would be our latest addition. And it has just enhanced the team. It's gotten even better. So shout out to Stephanie, just doing a great job as well as everybody on the team. So really excited. But let's get to our guest because I kind of fanboy over this person, <laughs> even though we're we're friends and we're colleagues, you know, is one of those special relationships that I've had over the years. In this series, Success Leaves Clues, I couldn't think of a better guest to tease out some clues because he's just been at a young age, very successful. And I think there's a reason for that. So without further ado, returning to the show, because he was on very early on, is Kyle Dennis, aka KD. Anyone who knows him is he's KD, National Vice President, Partner Solutions at PeopleCore. Kyle, welcome back to the show, my man. I can't believe it's been, what, six years since the last party on the podcast. It's been amazing, but I've listened to the work and I've seen the work that you guys have done. And it's incredible. Every single year, it's amazing to watch the success of your company and the individuals working with you. And to the point you're talking about with the culture of, of your organization, it's amazing culture that you guys have built over the years and amazing staff. Uh, one of my favorite people is Debbie, who has worked with you for a very long time and always has a bright smile when you walk in, a beautiful way of answering the phone. And you guys have done an amazing job and you guys are a benchmark and something that a lot of people strive to want to be. Well, I appreciate well, that. that. Debbie has a lot of fans. You know, she's been with us for 15 years and, and there are a lot of big fans of Debbie. And I know she'll get a kick out of that because, again, you're one of her favorite people. So let's start at the beginning. You know, we saw earlier this week an announcement that you were a national vice president now. This is fairly new. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and maybe what you're excited about? Yeah, so just kind of start from the beginning now. So this is getting into now my 25th year in the business. I started really early in my career, kind of late 90s with Mutual, which became Clerica, Sun Life, and, and worked at some great organizations along the way. I joined People Corporation in January of 2022. And this organization has been an incredible joy to watch from the sidelines. So when I was working with a carrier, I saw what People Corporation was doing and their entrepreneurship, the success they've had in attracting amazing broker partners, the talent. And I wanted to be part of that. And so over the course of the last year, I was hired in as vice president of TPA Solutions. That's kind of my bailiwick. I, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, and this is kind of where my new role kind of comes into play. So my specialty obviously is TPA business, but over the course working for some amazing organizations like Canada Life and La Capital, which is now Beneva, and of course Sun Life, I've learned some really different skills. I'm a bit of a chameleon, Swiss army knife, if you will, in my career. So my new role right now, when I look at everything from business perspective, from how strategy works, everything that we do in an organization is a domino. So what my role right now is I help identify the opportunities. So from the TPA business, 
it's an excellent gateway into one of the Canada's top MGAs, which People Corporation owns, called GroupQuest. That's part of the process. You put a group with block of business. You have an MGA that can help manage your business. You do all your backshop work. And so that's a piece of the puzzle. So my role right now I'm doing encompasses a lot of that. It's help identifying the opportunity and providing solutions for the advisor partners. The direct advisor relationship with a client is so incredibly important to our organization. And the tools that we have and what my role is, is to support the advisors, support Canadians, and provide really, really unique solutions to the market. So my role is a little bit of a jackknife role. I do a lot of work in strategy. I deal directly with carrier relationships, of course, TPA business. My hands are kind of in everything. So my new role, uh, if you say it three times, uh, Beetlejuice will show up. It's a long-winded title, but just simply call me KD. <laughs> it's interesting because I've known you for a long time, and it's rare that I come across someone, and again, you know this, and I'm your friend, and I'm not, you know, I'm not blowing smoke. But it's rare you come across someone with the skills that you have because I've been with you in situations and I don't know what it is. And maybe you know what it is, but people seem drawn to you. I've seen you treat from a waitress to, you know, a CEO, you treat them the same. And I think because of that, you get a certain reaction back. I think that's one of your values about how you treat people. Can you maybe just talk about that and maybe how that's related to your success? So I've been very fortunate in my career journey. Based on my education, I have a diploma certificate in hotel restaurant management. And I wanted to work in a hotel. And I'm in the lap of luxury at the Sheridan right now. So don't mistake the background for Ron Burgundy's den. It does smell of like rich mahogany and leather-bound books. But I did want to work into a hotel. And so throughout my journey in hospitality, you realize how to deal with people. And there's IQ and EQ. I'm definitely more of an EQ type individual. And it's pretty easy for the recipe to success in life. Treat people with respect. And throughout the course of my career and how I've worked up through, you know, the channels of different organizations, I've worked at some great places. And, and I'm going to talk about my time at Sun Life. It was a great open door policy. Everybody was referred to by their first names, even back in the early 2000s. The leadership there was incredible. It was so much fun because the way that everyone was able to interact, everyone, you see the senior leaders at organizations like that, treating everybody exactly the same. And that really stuck with me. And have I progressed throughout my career? My saying has always been, the person that hands you your coffee, in my book, it's treated the exact same way is the person that signs my paycheck. And to your point, people know that, that I will treat everyone exactly the same. Titles in my world don't mean anything. And I've been in situations where people with titles don't like people to talk to other people who aren't at the same title. You know, in 25 years, I've experienced that. And I think that's a wrong angle to go. And when you can walk away from somebody, and there's some individuals in the industry that every time you talk with them, you actually walk away feeling better about yourself. And it's such a unique skill set that for me, I treat everybody exactly the same. And I don't care what they are, who they are. I treat the person based upon the merit of themselves. There's nice people and there's not nice people in every demographic. That's my opinion. If they cross the line, they get talked to and then in a different way. But from that point, I just think that the respect factor with everybody, everyone has an amazing self-worth. And without getting emotional, but the people need to feel special. 
And I would say that's where if you can walk away and have someone laughing or smiling, I don't take life too serious. I don't take myself too serious. That's the biggest thing, I think, where, you know, the connections I've had with people and individuals over the years has been that. Now, am I hard-headed? Oh, absolutely I am. I love to win and I love a process and a business development person who actually loves and embrace process. So there are situations for sure where I'll test because I want everyone to win and I believe everyone can be a winner and it's just following success leaves clues, your tagline. That's really what it is to me. Well, I think you should put yourself into that category of one of those people that when you walk away from them, you feel better about yourself because I think I'm going to feel better about myself after our conversation today. I think I already do. And I love your take on treating the person who hands you your coffee the same way as the person who signs your check. I think that's a great attitude to have. You've been through a lot, it sounds like, over your career, been in a lot of different places, done a lot of different things, a lot of different roles. Can you talk about what might be a most satisfying moment? Is there one or two that stand out? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say the first thing is some of the people in my career. I'm going to name them off, see if I can remember them, all their names. So first was Tassia Rackus, an incredible boss I had at Sun Life. Jeff Kinch, another one of my best friends. Brady Arson, Roger McGay, Derek March, Rob DeMott, Jeff McCowan, Martin Bedard, countless, countless advisors. Jason Hurl, I didn't mention his name, Paul Hardwick. Different leaders that I know or became friends with or worked with, that to me has been some of the pivotal moments in my career is that you make great friends and you don't let your friends down. And what I've learned in business and it's been very satisfying for me is that when you work, people say your boss shouldn't be their friend. Well, that's BS. I think they need to be because you don't let your friends down. And I have had the pleasure of working for individuals like that in my career that have been friends. And even to this day, each one of them I'm still in contact with. So I'd say that's the one thing. The second most satisfying thing was I'm 46 years old this year. And in my career, I would say the mistake that I probably made and another saying I have, I sound like Grandpa Simpson with my analogies, but I look to the past to guide me in the future. So the one thing I probably should have done differently was maybe maneuver myself in different parts of an organization like operations, different parts of spectrum from the business development. But this leads to one of the most satisfying I went from Le Capitale into an environment at Canada Life where I worked on the distribution strategy team. And it put me in a spot where I'm a salesperson all in all. And I, I wear that badge with absolute pride. I, I believe in the ABCs. You always be closing coffees for closers. And when I went over to Canada Life, I had to completely take myself into a new direction of thinking strategically. So what I learned there during that time, and it's such an incredible organization that it really tested me on a lot of ways to think differently, to look at things in a much more strategic way. So your action today could have an effect later on down the line. And it's really been because of that and those excellent leaders that I mentioned before that have guided me into my new spot now. So I feel that those two things, it's been amazing leaders, their friends, and it's been working at Canada Life that has now set me in the direction now of, which will be my third pillar, which is my role here at People Corporation. And take a little bit of everything. And that to me has created my pivotal moments and excitement. And I wouldn't be in the spot I am in right now if it wasn't for those amazing organizations. So that to me has been the two. I know it's a long-winded response to your, your question, but I wanted to give the shout outs and hopefully I, I didn't miss anybody, but I've been very fortunate in those ways. 
Well, I love that answer. And already, you know, the one thing I can really tell is your passion for this. I mean, it's just shining through here, right? You can hear it in your voice. You can hear it in your answers. And the other thing I'm going to say is who wouldn't love a great Abe Simpson reference? (laughs) So true. I I, got to tell you, Al, the older you get, there's two things I notice. We (laughs) like soup and we like bran muffins. So true. So Kyle, I got to go back on something. So you said you like to win and you wear that sales badge proudly. I don't think we've ever talked about this in person, but I've heard the stories over the years and it goes back to when you were having a foot surgery and the story goes and just indulge me here for a second. And you can confirm or deny whether this has been grossly exaggerated or it's true. And if it's true, the legendary status will just grow from here. Yeah, But you were going in for the surgery, and as the story goes, the doctor said, hey, we're going to do one foot at a time, because that way you can recover in a typical KD fashion, say, I want to be down for the least amount of time, I'm not doing, let's do both at once. So yeah. you have this foot surgery, you can't get you know your shoes on, but you have this big presentation that couldn't be delayed, and you had to do it, and you couldn't get dress shoes on. So here's where the legend begins, and the story might have been exaggerated, but you can tell me if it was confirmed. The story goes, you cut off the tops of your shoes so you could get your feet in there. And, you know, one would think, well, okay, I got black shoes. I'm going to put black socks on. Well, I've known you for years. You don't own a pair of black socks. Every pair of socks you have, (laughs) have what we call would be flair. And I love it, right? I copy you for that. The story goes, you went in to this presentation, not only with shoes cut off and bright socks on, but you actually did the presentation like that, closed the deal and won the business. That is absolutely true. It was uh, black wing Hugo Boss tip shoes. I didn't even try to expense those shoes as a work expense. I didn't do that. But you know what? It will take Mike Tyson to hit me to bring me down because for me, work does not seem like work. It's fun. It's something that I love to do. And any injury, I always have a problem with my feet or my legs. So all that is 100% accurate in the socks. When you wear colorful socks or a puff, it shows attention to detail. And I remember being in meetings and I would catch people looking at my socks. And that to me, maybe it's just my way of thinking, but how you present yourself, it shows that you're willing to go above and beyond to be detail oriented. And for injuries that I've occurred. I, I The last one was back in December of last year. I was doing box jumps and I landed on a kettlebell and I, I snapped my ankle. And so I went in on my birthday and I got a cast on and I still made it to Toronto in meetings with my cast on. And when I was actually getting the cast put on, the nurse was wheeling me to the car and it was my right leg that was in a cast and she's wheeling me to the car. She said, you said you had a a car here and a driver. I go, I do. She goes, where's the driver? I said, you've just wheeled me out to the car. And she says, you never told me that. I go, you never asked me to be specific who was driving the car. It was me. And so I drove my car with my other foot to get back home. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that, but you know what? It made for a funny story. (laughs) Too funny. You know, you talk about attention to detail and I think you've always done a good job of presenting yourself and I think the values and treating everyone with respect. But I wanted to talk to you because I remember, and before I forget, we got to give a shout out to Howard Kettner because Howard Kettner is the reason why I'm doing this podcast. He had you as a guest on his podcast when he was running it. I had reached out to you immediately when I heard this podcast. They said, what a fantastic idea. You introduced me to Howard. 
Howard put me in touch with how to get started on this and put me in touch with an editor. So big shout out to him. But one of the things that you talked about, and this was years ago, we might be going back six or seven years. And I remember you talking about working out and how you fit that into a day, especially where you are today. So national vice president, I got to see your family last night and see Natasha, which was amazing. I haven't seen her in a little while. But how do you fit everything in? Because I remember you saying you were getting up at some crazy hour. Are you still doing that? Maybe you can talk to us about oh, that. Oh, yeah, bit. still doing that. So Monday to Friday, it's 4.05 a.m., precisely 4.05. Nothing more, nothing less. Got to be that time. Five is my favorite number. So it just kind of fits in. So I'll, I'll wake up. I'll check on any emails I might have received over the course of that night. Keep in mind, I also go to bed at 1130 at night. I'm a bit of a night owl and an early bird at the same time. But when I sleep, I sleep. So I get up, I go to a gym called F45. It's kind of a bigger chain that's starting to penetrate the workout world. I'll do that workout. Then I drive back home after that workout. And I live about five minutes from that gym. And I have two sons. I have Brandon 14, Bradley 8. And I run a tight ship with the kids. They got to be respectful. And they got to be accountable for their decisions. So one of them is my son, Brandon. I will come home. I will pick him up. At this point, it's at 6 a.m. And I'll bring him with me to good life. And the choice is his. If he wants to stay up late and play video games, he's still getting his butt up at 5.40 in the morning. If he doesn't, he gets a better sleep. He's going to get a better workout. So him and I, and it's good father-son time. We go to the gym. We I call it slinging weight. We'll sling weight. We'll work out. And it's interesting because what he's learning there is this, is that when people go to the gym that early in the morning, you are programmed differently. And it's interesting to see the different demographics that go to the gym at that time. And Brandon, I would say, is the most popular 14-year-old with the 80-year-old scene around London. They all know who he is. They'll see him on the street and they'll, Brandon, pat him on the back. And so this is immersing now my son into a culture where he respects his elders. And again, it goes back to respect. So I do do that. I do that Monday to Fridays. And then on the weekends, I get up at 6.05. But I find what I'm proud with is that when I do these gyms in the morning, and I might even run into the grocery store to pick up some stuff we might need for the day, I'll always get a car wash or a gas up in one of the cars. And by, I'm not kidding you, 8 a.m., I've done more things in that period of time that people will do in a day. People are not calling and emailing me at that time. It's my time, and I love being smart with my time. So it's true. I, I do get up at that hour, and I absolutely love it. It's my favorite time of the morning is 4 a.m. So you sleep in on the weekends then, 6.05? No, no. So <laughs> 6.05, six yes. Yeah. 6.05, and I'm going to tell you what the most freeing feeling is, guys, is when you get your workouts done and you're the third person in line at Costco to get gas and you gas your car up and you leave that Costco gas bar and it feels like you just stole the gas because you got it so cheap and you didn't have to wait in line. It's an incredible feeling. I look for the small wins in life. <laughs> well, talking about wins. So I found 3.34 o'clock, generally I hit the wall for business. So I've been generally doing a workout and I have a fully stocked gym in my basement, which I'm very grateful for. But lately, because we're growing the company, because we have you know more people, there are more demands on your time. I found that the day was getting away from me. And when we booked this podcast, I had seen your F45 because you post some videos. And I thought, I'm going to try that. Kyle, I'm not going to tell you I'm getting up at 4.05, but I'm getting up at 6 and I'm rolling into the basement, which takes me all of five minutes. I get my coffee first. And it has been so freeing to work out in the morning because, you know, I'm in there for an hour and then I'm done. 
And by the time I get on my meetings with the partners in the morning and then our team, I know that's done. That's done for the day. So that has been a huge tip for me to get more out of my day. I find there's less stress and anxiety because I knew when I would get busy during the day, I'd be thinking about, crap, I'm going to miss another workout today, right? And I know, especially as we age, I've got to keep my body and my mind and my emotional health in, in check if I want to do great work. So that's been a huge tip for me to get it out of the way in the morning. Again, I'm not sure if I can do the 405 right now, but certainly 6 a.m. has been really, really helpful. So thank you for that. Well, we have arrived at the time of the podcast. Again, every listener knows this is my favorite part. Al is a signature question. So if you're up for it, I kind of have a feeling you'd have a good answer for this one. So if you're up for it, we'll let Al take it away. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Speed round. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So a society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? It's one and only it's a palm tree. And for me, palm tree represents, you know, if I walk out of this world, if you leave it in a better place, uh, palm tree is beauty. It provides food. And the biggest thing with a palm tree is resilient and it's strong. They survive hurricanes for the most part. They're designed that way. So, you know, for me, if there's anything I would leave in with my children is you got to be strong. You have to be resilient and you can't let things hit you down. That's what I would say to that would be a palm tree. It can withstand. I love this podcast and I really admire, again, your energy that it shines through. And some of the things that you've talked about have been, again, some great clues for some other people. I'm amazed at what you've been doing with your career and how you're moving forward and how you're passing that on to your kids. So that's been really great. I appreciate that all. Yeah. One thing I'll leave with you, Kyle, you talked about taking the kids into the gym and it's about, you know, that dedication. I remember for quite a long time, my dad was taking me to the gym with him. There's certain times I remember in life, because especially because dad is gone now, going to the gym, going to his office, taking that trip to Scotland together. And I tell you, the gifts that you're giving your kids by doing that, I know you're a big Disney guy. You take your kids to Disney. I think I've told you the story. The listeners have heard it before. My mom is 81 now. Over dinner recently, we're talking about going on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which isn't there anymore. Now it's a Winnie the Pooh ride, but it's, you know, people will recognize it. And here I am, many, many, many decades later, remembering these things. So, you know, I always love when people are doing those things with their kids because the kids don't forget. Like, especially now dad is gone. Those are such special memories. So you're doing some great things uh, for your kids while instilling some great values as well. KD, I'm so thrilled to call you my friend and I'm glad we have this podcast. We wrote to dinner last night and we had a great conversation. We don't do it enough. There will never be enough time for us to do that in this lifetime because you know I could spend every day having a good chat with you. So I just want to thank you for joining us today, sharing your journey. I really look forward to following along to see what's next for you. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at PeopleCorp? Yeah, absolutely. It's kyle.dennis two ends at peoplecorporation.com or even 226-268-8944. And what I, again, would love a conversation with anyone to point them in the right direction on how to utilize the incredible services and solutions at People Corporation from our MGA business to our TPA business and also on acquisition. So I can point them in the right direction with our acquisition team. People Corporation truly is a one-stop shop for our advisor community and customers. And we have some incredible solutions I would love to tell you about and introduce you to the right people. 
All right. Thanks again, KD. That does it for today's episode. Can you tell? I think you can tell. Me and Al really enjoyed this conversation. As always, I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. As we've seen very clearly here today, success leads clues, my friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you.